Hey, what's up, Mutant Fam? This is Frank with MutantFam.com. I got with me Matt from Garage of Horror and John from the mega popular YouTube channel Survivor's Guilt. Uh, <laughs> Why well, have the mega popular podcast? Like, I've got like 1,200 some listeners, man. Dude, I was going to say, <laughs> I think is that every time I write or tweet, uh, anytime I've mentioned him, I don't know if you've noticed that, John, but I've said that many times. I always say the mega popular YouTube channel. <laughs> And like, I don't think about I, anyone else. <laughs> I think I've I think I've noticed that before. And like, it's funny to me because like out of all the channels that are on Mutant Pam, I've got the least amount of subscribers. <laughs> yep, yep. And I don't say it's not like a catchphrase. I don't say that. It's not you're never gonna hear me say that for anyone else. Ever, ever, ever. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm game for it. Let's just trick people. Let's trick right. people into thinking I'm good. The mega popular you fake it, like, fake it till you make it. Different exactly. things like Bunula, Bunula for president. Like, like I will live and die by that, and I'll never say anyone. Well, I won't lie. I said someone else for president when when Bunula and I like uh, stopped talking for a minute. But <laughs> <laughs> Bunula for president forever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well that's the. I need my own. <laughs> Yeah, you need your own. I'll figure it out. I feel left out. We're here on Quarantine Radio. We each have our own individual things, but when we come together as a group in times like this, we are Quarantine Radio. Um, And we're just broadcasting from the back of the old Port Chop Express. You got it. And we're just here to talk about like what's happening, what's going on on Twitter, Instagram, social medias, because that's like our life now. Now that we can't get out and go to concerts and festivals, we're all just bullshitting around live tweeting. So why don't we talk about it, you know, with our voices too? Yeah. Know what I'm saying? So so the last few days have been crazy. Um, like Mutant Fam is super known for throwing live tweets, but now suddenly everyone in the world is. You got Blumhouse doing it. You got uh, Fright Rags doing it. You got uh, different actresses and actors doing it. And just like, uh, what do you guys think about that? Have you have you guys gone to any of the other ones besides the, the Mutant Fam ones? I have not. <laughs> Uh, um, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm brand loyal. <laughs> <laughs> the, no, well, about the Shutter one, did you guys? I forget if you were at Shutter Shut In on Thursday, where where it was uh, Satanic Panic. I was yeah, not yeah. because I wanted to be, but I was editing, so I missed like the beginning of it. And it was just like ah, there's no point now. But yeah. that one I was going to check out because I mean, like Shutter has Joe Bob and Darcy, so I can I, I consider Shutter part of part of the mutant fam <laughs> right exactly so, but i think the biggest problem is not that there's so many people doing them it's just that like there's no schedule and it's anarchy so you you have a bunch of people doing them at the same time mm-hmm. like you know like when we had like what is it like we had like we did reanimator and at the same time they were doing invisible man and and the hunt i think i think there and the really hunt, yeah yeah because no one's coordinated yeah so like there yeah there's a ton of them it's but but you know, at the same time, it's almost like Twitter is like a, a TV right now. <laughs> it's like tune into what you want to tune into. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Right? Um, yeah. so have you been able to go to any of them, John? Uh, no, there was uh, a... <clears throat> let's see, there was uh, the Friday the 13th one. This was obviously a couple weeks ago, um, where I was able to kind of tag along while I was at work. But I wasn't able to watch the movies with you guys, but I was able to check out what you guys are doing, retweet things. Um, That was probably the closest I've ever been because otherwise usually they're taking place right around the time that I get home and I'm home with family at that point. Uh, Sometime in the future, hopefully I'll be able to be more active in those things. But aside from retweeting and liking and that kind of crap, uh, there's not a whole ton I've been able to engage with on that. But to Matt's point, half of the entertainment is just watching it on Twitter. There's a ton of people that aren't watching the movie. They're just like watching other people have fun. Um, yeah. It's a similar thing as being like a lurker on Reddit or on wherever. Like some people lurk on Twitter or lurk on Reddit and they just upvote stuff. And like they're not partaking in the, the festivities, but like, you know, it's cool to watch. Definitely. That's been probably the most fun part, not watching the movies with you guys, but especially with the Friday the 13th one, uh, seeing everybody, you know, Lily was prolific that day, just Uh tweeting constantly. And so seeing a lot of what she was throwing out there and then what other people were commenting on and stuff, that was pretty neat. Yeah, she was huge that day. She went from 10 a.m. like doing Friday the 13th, one through three as Lily's lab, her own little live tweet thing now. Um, And then just straight into, you know, 
uh, Never Hike Alone, and then the Joe Bob and Mutant Cafe, and then Midnight Marathon all night. Like it was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Her and Erin, Erin Palm, uh, Palm Palms Loves Horror. Yeah, yeah, Palms Loves Horror. Like she was at it all day, <laughs> 10 a.m. to like 4 a.m. Yeah. I'm, I'm like that too. Like I don't, I've just, I literally did it from 10 a.m. till 4 too, but I'm just always shocked when other people can. <laughs> yeah, like I did, I did Friday the 13th, part one and two. And then I had to put the kid down for a nap. So like I missed a good part of three. You know, and then I was putting together the last of my one kid's bunk bed, so I wasn't there for Never Hike Alone, but then hopped back in for Friday the 13th Part 4, so, like, I was in and out. Right. Yeah, so, but I think another point you made before is, like, the coordination, like, what's going on now? We, we were so lucky that Friday the 13th thing happened, like, a week before the world turned over you know <laughs> and, and like, we we literally were like on that precipice of like we're still just doing normal things some of us were prepping a little like some of us knew this shit was about to hit but like that friday the 13th was one of the last normal days we've had yeah that uh, was the day i took my kid out of school and right? it turned out that like i was just the day well i took him out yeah it, it just turned out i was two days early <laughs> two days two days earlier that wednesday is when i met joe bob and darcy and i was nervous that they were gonna cancel that event like i was pretty certain that it wasn't gonna happen and uh and like a week later everything shut down um so yeah i'm grateful that we got to experience that without like a thousand other people also doing live tweet events because it made it so much more special that it wasn't one of 30 you know yeah dude and that's crazy the timing of that really is insane because it was literally like two days later when shit just hit the fan. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. And yeah. But, I, but like Frank said, like some of us like knew it was coming. Like, yeah. Cause if you remember like in the, in the group chat, like earlier that week, a couple before that, like I was already saying like, this is going to, be bad <laughs> right <laughs> like, <laughs> we've been talking about it for a while and we would try not to talk about it we'd be like all right cool let's let's just make believe let's just talk about videos and, <laughs> and horror stuff but like then like three seconds later we'd be like ah oh, shit something else corona something else really <laughs> and that, again this was weeks ago freaking um yeah it, prepared for like i can see radio. it was coming and it's just like i would much rather like people like you know stay in and like do this stuff on Twitter with us because it's like the the sooner people stay in, the quicker this will like you know the the quicker we can get everybody to stay in, the less time we'll have to stay in. Dude, it's yeah. like, well said. I hope people listen. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's kind of crazy because here's where I here where I'm at. Things didn't get real serious until this last week, and that's when we had a whole bunch of dentists uh, closing down their offices for the week people were canceling appointments left and right and it's we i think a total in this state we have nine cases now or 12 cases or something like that and three of them are in the town that i'm in oh, so okay. <clears throat> things things haven't closed down yet but we heard you know through the grapevine that something might be happening tonight to where we're going to be quarantined for the next couple weeks or whatever so we'll see what happens it, it might very well be the case that i wake up in the morning and i've still got to go to work yeah, and, and, and that's crazy because it's like if you, you know, not to go off like on a whole tangent like about this, but just in case somebody's freaking listening, you know, and, and they're still trying to figure out like what to do, right? Mm -hmm. Or if it's serious, if it isn't serious, you know, like think of it this way, okay? Like I'll say John, right? John gets infected yesterday, but he's not going to know it till 14 days later. So you think you're healthy, you're going to work, you're infecting 10 people a day right? These 10 people think they're okay. They travel, they go out, they affect a hundred people a day. These hundred people think they're healthy and they keep affecting a thousand, like thousands. Okay. You know, yeah. I'm just using simple like products of 10, right? Uh -huh. But it's, but it's like the fucking thing. Like I was watching the thing last night. You don't fucking, you go outside. You do not know who is sick and who isn't. The person you are standing next to could be, could have it inside. It could be the thing. So just stay the fuck <laughs> out. <laughs> Dude, Matt, Matt was at the supermarket the other morning and, and you, you, you DM'd us all in a group chat and you were like, I'm standing in line and this guy's behind me. And I'm like, sir, can you please stand six feet back? <laughs> and, and like at first, because I haven't been out in two weeks, I've been just sitting at home, comfy, wumpy. I went and stocked up, but I need to go get some milk. 
So like when you said that at first, I was like, that's a little excessive. But then I went out like five hours later and someone went to go walk up to me to like grift me. He was like, hey man, you think you could help me? I was like, I don't even want you standing next to me. No, I can't help you. <laughs> like, like it gets real. We're all like, like paranoid of each other. <laughs> like I said, it's the thing, it's the thing on these streets. Yeah, fucking. So, so to your point, we should be sitting at home. We should be taking advantage of live tweets. We should be fucking chatting like we are through uh, Streamyard and YouTube and like me and Video Creep, Mike, our buddy uh, from Video Creep, are gonna do a drink live stream next Saturday where we're gonna drink together at midnight and it's gonna be like, oh yeah, that's right. This is gonna be like going to a bar. Like, like let's find new way, new ways to like do old things and and you know get through this together instead of like. That, like people are still going out like my friend was sending me pictures from spring break over near the border near you know near mexico and these people are doing life like it's normal and like this shit is everywhere <laughs> mm -hmm. all right so five jobs <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> Say again? i said all right so five jobs <laughs> let's get let's 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 backpedal from corona a little bit <laughs> yeah 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 exactly fuck that <laughs> um so I think that one of the big things that's cool about the way that the mutant fam throws live tweets, like people have been stepping on each other's toes. Like everyone's scheduling things at the same time. But like what's real cool is like uh, me and 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 uh, Mutant Cafe and Mutant Theater are in constant contact with people like Killer Horror Critic or um, you know different people who are trying to throw tweets that like we we. We try and coordinate them. We try and schedule them at, at different times where we even, you know, cross promote them, like Killer Saturdays last night. And so I think that that's going to be something that, like, as we all see all this going on, like more people will try to coordinate with each other. Or it could be like a TV where, like you said earlier, we're just flipping from one to the other, and there's a dozen available, and whatever your favorite one is, there's a fucking million of us at home, so we could just choose one. <laughs> mm -hmm. Makes sense. Well said. <laughs> right. <laughs> so another cool thing that happened on Twitter yesterday, if you guys want to talk briefly further, like I like uh, following some of the like silly threads. I don't, res I, typically I don't respond to them. The ones that are like, what are your favorite movie? And then tag five of your favorite friends. I'm like, oh God, this is like an AOL like thread where it's like fill out all this information and then forward it to everyone so we can all break into your bank account <laughs> but, you, know, <laughs> you know what i'm saying like remember those threads where it's like your your name your favorite color your fucking and people would fill that shit out <laughs> yeah. uh, but yesterday was five jobs and tag five people and you know we're all bored and so matt what were five of your your jobs that uh that uh, you you were favorite you know, uh, shit, what were my five jobs uh, okay, oh, just like everybody, when they start as a teenager, I was a fast food jockey. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I worked at, at, at Hardee's. I don't even think a lot of them are around anymore, but I love uh, Hardee's. Yeah, I got started at the Hardee's, like uh, you know, making <laughs> making burgers and stuff. And I actually, I'm going to digress because I have like a, a funny story. It'll make people laugh. When you work at fat, if either of you guys ever worked at fast food, oh yeah, I've worked okay. in different kitchens, but not fast food. Okay, so John, working at fast food, what is the number one fear that that keeps you up at night and makes you break into a cold sweat? Well, the only thing that I ever did in the uh, fast food restaurant was work the grill. Right, and that's what so I did. Running out of, I, I would say, naturally, my biggest nightmare working in a fast food restaurant would probably be running out of fries, or you get a bus. Oh, oh. Make you run out of fries. <laughs> yeah, so, that's a good point. Yeah. Okay. So I'm working at Hardee's. I am I'm 17 years old and I'm sarcastic as shit, if y'all haven't been able to tell. So I'm working the grill. We have two buses pulling and the place just gets flooded with people. You know, so he's bringing people up to work the cash register, you know, and that stuff because they're getting slammed. Well, I'm not a people person. That's why I liked working the grill. Okay. So mm -hmm. he brings me up front, teaches me how to do, you know, be on the cash register. And do y'all remember the monster burger from Hardee's? Oh yeah. It's like the double stack hamburger that comes with like bacon and mayonnaise and cheese. Like it's a heart attack. It's a heart attack on a fucking bun. Okay. Mm -hmm. And this lady comes in and I'm learning the thing and she comes in and I've gone through 20 people and she comes up to the thing and she goes, I want, a monster burger without the meat. 
What? Because she was a vegetarian, apparently. Now that would wow. leave that would leave two buns, because bacon meat, hamburger meat, mayonnaise is made from fat. That's an animal product, as is cheese. And I just pointed to the side outside. I'm like, I'm like, do you see that hearty side? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, does it say vegetarian anywhere on it? Oh man. <laughs> I got sent back to the grill. <laughs> I was going to ask if that was your last day at Hardee's, <laughs> which is what I wanted. So, but yeah, so, so, so fast food jockey. And then a, I worked in Staples and like the copy print center for, for a while. Um, you know, making business cards and posters for people. I used to draw my own shit and take it into work and make posters of it. It was a good time. Um, <laughs> and I went to the army, became an army medic. Worked in a hospital, uh, which is partly why I knew like this shit was gonna pop off seeing it because like I've been around medicine for a long time. Right. And then postal carrier where they won't let you take off work and I poop on the side of the road. Ooh, I didn't know you were gonna tell that one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I don't I don't give a fuck. But he had napkins and disinfected and hand hand said no poop on letters, ladies and gentlemen. No, no, no. <laughs> like, but it was bad. Like I had the flu or some shit. I don't even fucking know. But yeah, <laughs> opened the opened two of my car doors to make a stall and just did it. <laughs> right there, side of the road. Wiped up, disinfected. Thank God my wife keeps napkins in the car, or else it would have been a bad fucking time. <laughs> and then I deli- and I just kept on Joe Dirt, man. Just keep on keeping on. <laughs> I there do, you go. I yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Oh. So, how about you, John? <laughs> well, um, let's see. So, yeah, starting off, I worked at Wendy's for a little while, but I really kind of just went. What were my last five jobs? I worked at a. Uh, oh shoot! Before that, I worked at like a uh, place, they like a bargain center where you take in. Um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, donations and stuff. And then they sell things at discounted prices and then the money goes to a shelter. So I worked there for a summer, worked at the uh, fast food restaurant for a little bit. Then I worked at a restaurant. That was probably uh, one of the most interesting jobs I had because I, I worked with a bunch of my uh, friends. And so, and the bartenders, even though we were like 16, the bartenders were giving everybody alcohol and stuff while we were in the back trying to make food. And uh, so that was a lot of fun. <clears throat> um, and then I worked at, at Borders Books. Do you guys remember Borders Books before oh, they? Oh, I used that? to live. Yeah, we had one around here. I used Dude, to live yeah. at Borders. That was like my favorite place. <laughs> they they were awesome. I liked working for them. They stuck me in the cafe, and I hated that. But I dealt with it because eventually I just wanted to work on the sales floor because I wanted to wear whatever I wanted to wear. I didn't want to wear a uniform, which was a white button-up shirt and khaki pants. Um, do you guys know why they went down so bad? Because <laughs> Amazon. It wasn't just because of Amazon. Uh, so the reason it wasn't it wasn't even Barnes and Noble. Barnes and Noble should have gone down too, but they were smarter with their properties, not not physical properties, but as far as books and stuff. Where Borders sold all of its digital rights to like Nook, and so Nook was big before the Kindle came out. Right, right, yeah, I remember the Nook. Yeah, so when digital media went gangbusters. Borders wasn't making any money off of it because they sold all that to Nook. So from what I understand, that's why they went down. I had already abandoned that ship before it went down. uh, But that was a pretty fun place to work. Um, I just liked it because it was like two stores. I was like a bookstore with two stories. (laughs) That's later. Like, oh, so many books. That see, that's crazy. The one here locally didn't have two stories. So I didn't get to experience that awesomeness. Oh, for shame. Yeah. (laughs) There's the but, one uh, that had two stories. I think it was a, a Borders or I forget what it was. <laughs> like a Walden Books or something. Those were yeah. the same. Right. So uh, let's see. After I worked there, I ended up working for a, uh, a grocery warehouse um, picking orders. I forgot to mention that one on the tweet at all uh, because I got fired from that one after like three months. Uh, it was right before I became part of the union and they fired me. Uh, but that place was super shady. It was a lot of fun, though. I got <laughs> I got a buddy of mine fired from there because we were always hiding each other's tuggers. So you drove on these little forklift type things. And so when he was on lunch break, 
I would, and you put pallets on it and you stack the groceries on there and then you wrap it up with uh, saran wrap and you park it by the, the door where it goes out to the semi. I've done that exact same thing, yeah. Have you? Yeah, you yeah, work at Home Depot. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, similar, same sort of thing. Well, when he was on lunch, I would go jump on his tugger and go hide it in one whoa, of the whoa, other whoa. aisles. He was on lunch and you would jump on his tugger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as bad as that sounds. Whoa. It's, it's funnier if you don't take it that way. Yeah, yeah, I, I wasn't. That, that was all bad. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm, I'm that guy. Continue. <laughs> I'm glad you're here, Matt. But uh, no, yeah, ended up getting him fired, and then I got fired shortly afterwards. But that place was super shady with the way that they ran things, safety, safety wise, and stuff like that. So after I got fired from there, <clears throat> I got a job at the pawn shop, and uh, worked as a pawnbroker for there for about, actually, believe it or not, it was probably about four months. And then I quit for about four months where I was making 100% commissions with an insurance company that I didn't make any money with for four months. Cool. And it was bad. It was bad news. But the good news is I'm licensed to sell life insurance. Um, never received that thing in the mail, but I know I passed the test. So <laughs> I might still be licensed. I don't know. But uh, I'm totally licensed. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Trust me when I sell you this thing that is signed in crayon. We're good to go. You um, go door to door and offer it. Oh, dude, that's what we had to do. We were, we were, we would show up and we would give them these things we called child safe ID kits. And it was basically your foot in the door was telling these people, Hey, here's what you hand to the cops if your kids ever get kidnapped. And it's yeah, just, you know, I remember that. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> anyway, I don't need to go into that. That, that company was super shady. Um, ended up quitting there by just telling them that my grandpa died and then never showing up again. And then, um, Let's see. From there, I went back to the pawn shop, got hired back on there, worked there for about two years. Um, and then I got a job as a dental technician because working at the pawn shop sucked. And uh, I worked for a really insane couple because it was a husband and wife. Uh, absolutely ridiculous. Um, and then for a short time while I worked at that, I worked there for about six years. And for about three of those years, I was also a youth pastor, which is a backstory in and of itself. And then, uh, and then I, I quit that lab and got a job at a different lab. And then I think like a year or two into working at that lab, I quit being a youth pastor. And now I'm just a dental technician. That is a fucking journey, dude. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah, there's, there's a lot going on there. And like you, you put so little emphasis on like the grand finale. And now I'm a dental technician. Well, <laughs> I mean, like, well, okay. So the reason why there's not like a big finale to it is so there's a big finale to the last dental lab that I worked at. And that is a huge backstory. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but we'll have, whole, we'll have a whole series of episodes about it. Something like that, dude. Talk about working for a sociopath. <laughs> it, it was, man, dude, they, okay. So they, around, <laughs> around the time that I became religious, they became mega religious, but in a cult. And oh, now, oh. I mean, let's, let's be honest with you. Every religion is a cult of some sort. But theirs was a very specific cult where you had to follow uh, the laws laid out in the Old Testament to a T. And if you didn't, you weren't a real Christian. And so they were trying to get everybody involved in that. So you would show up to work with a list of all 600 and some laws from the Old Testament on your bench where you would do metal finishing and all that, all making teeth. And it would be explaining to you, here are the laws that we all have to, that we have to abide by and stuff like that. And then on top of that, um, there, uh, I would show up to work at like six o'clock because I needed to get there early to get some stuff done. And my day would start off with an hour long, uh, religious debate with my boss because he would meet me in the back in the, in the break room when I'm getting all my stuff ready to go out to work and debate me over religion things and i'm like whoa i didn't as, as you were, paid? were you getting paid for it or not no i had not clocked in yet well then fuck that shit get <laughs> out no, yeah I'm, I'm like if you're gonna talk at me for an hour we're clocking in son yeah <laughs> like, 
Dude, there it was crazy. So we we had a couple uh, Muslim guys working for us there. They were actually uh, they had come from Indonesia, and it was a sad situation because they had moved to America to work for this company, and they were they were Muslim. Their families were still in Indonesia, and the only reason why they came to America was to work. Right. And so they're sending all of their paychecks back to Indonesia. They are actually living with uh, my boss and his wife. And they're living in like their basement. They were getting paid not as much as what was being reported. And uh, there was one day where my boss uh, went over and started yelling at them about something to the point where they were crying. And I took my boss to the side once he was done talking to him and I told him, I was like, dude, you can't do that. You can't treat people that way. And all this kind of thing. I, I laid out what he shouldn't be doing. And do you know what happened? He yelled at you. No, he sent me home early. <laughs> what a fucker. <laughs> yeah, dude, my bench was full of work and he came over to my bench and just started taking case pans off of it and said, go home. It was like nine o'clock on a Friday. God. And yeah, dude. And I was like, all right, whatever. I was like, I'm, I'm done putting up with this crap. So I just went home. Um, the apex of that, and I'm sorry, this is going to, this is a long story. <clears throat> so the apex of that, and I think I've told this story in the, in the group. Um, so uh, my mom was really sick. She went to live with my sister in Minnesota. And so my sister would keep me updated on how she was doing. She had cancer. She, she was also diabetic. So things were just bad. Uh, so one day it was a Monday. And my sister uh, shoots me a text and says, hey, look, mom's not doing really well. Uh, hospice says that she's going to be dying today, within the hour. And I was like, okay. <clears throat> so I tell my boss. I'm like, all right, here's what, what the situation was. He already knew what the situation was. His mom had literally died two weeks prior to this. And so I tell him, I'm like, all right, uh, I got to go. This is uh, 8 o'clock. And I tell him, okay, I got to go. I'm, I'm out of here. Uh, and he goes, okay, well, if you could just do these things for me, do, do this, this, and this, and this, and then you can leave. And like a complete jackass, I did it. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll wrap all those things up and I'll go. I leave at about nine o'clock. So it took me about an hour. I call my mom and she doesn't answer. And I, my sister calls me back and literally two minutes before I left, my mom had died. Mm. Okay. Now this sounds really bad, but trust me, I, I, to some extent, I think it's funny now, uh, just because I'm kind of sick. But, um, so what happened was I texted my boss and I told him, all right, I'm not going to be in tomorrow. And he's like, okay. So I take the next day off. So I took the rest of Monday off. I take the next day off. I go into work on Wednesday and I'm working on the CAD cam. I'm building a tooth and I'm not talking to him. I'm fuming. I'm pissed. I, I was more pissed than I was mournful because of the way that everything went down. Granted, half of it was my fault. But I told him, he came over to me and he kind of patted me on the shoulder and told me he was sorry. And I told him, I was like, okay, dude, here's the deal. <clears throat> this is the last time that I will ever put my put this lab before my family. I was like, I'm never going to do that again. And do you know what he did? No, sir. I mean, I do because I'm remembering this story, but I'll let you continue. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> he chewed me out for 30 minutes, yeah. yelling at me at the top of his lungs, telling me that I was brain dead for putting my family before my career. That's so fucked up. Dude, I'd it was even the face that had been done. I know Matt, <laughs> Matt wouldn't even hand deal with half of that. He wouldn't let a split oh, second of that. Oh, John. Occur. <laughs> yeah. Because I, mean, yeah. like, I mean, like, look at what I did. Yesterday. yesterday yeah exactly into like he wanted me to come in and with somebody and i'm like i'm not getting sick or getting my kids sick for the post office i quit like like it was like that it was like no no no, this ain't but, but you know it's a powerful moment because not everyone has that like jobs are important things and bosses are powerful people and you want to respect them and so like i feel like that was your moment where you're like i'm my family is first now like it, it's not like a lot of people live that life like that like, you know, you get into your 50s or 60s before you realize, like... Hold on, guys. I'll be right back. Keep going. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, Where you realize, like, fuck, I wasted my whole life working. Like, I need to spend time with my family. Like, like that's good you had that realization, like, and, and like, had that moment, you know? Dude, I, I think that is a really great way to put it because that was kind of an awakening point for me where I was like, 
I I can't. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have just let him give me more things to wrap up. I should have just been gone then and there. And oh, excuse me, I got burps. Um, but no, like, that's a great way to put it because now I'm not going to make that mistake again. No, uh, never. It, it was. I I think that it was a blessing in disguise in that it gave me something to focus on aside from my mom's death because right. then I was able to deal with that later. Uh, so at the time I was just really pissed off. And I think that that was for me, that, that was probably a good thing. Uh, considering the way things went down, it was better for me to be super pissed. Uh, and then eventually kind of looking for a different job. And then that leads into where I'm at now. Um, it was another lab and the dude who owns this lab is super cool. Like there you go. I, I can't even tell you how awesome of a boss that he is because he genuinely cares about family and he genuinely cares about his employees. And, uh, and oddly enough, he was the dude that my old boss, the psycho used to work for. So <laughs> he knew everything about him. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, I had to get rid of him. He was a psycho. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And actually the way that he left, uh, he left, uh, by screwing my current boss over. He yeah. took a bunch of doctors from him, left and started his own lab and uh, really dicked him over. So, but the, the plus side about that is the fact that my current boss knows exactly what's up with him. And mm -hmm. yeah. so, and yeah, we've, we've taken a couple, uh, let's see, one other employee from them, uh, a, a girl who works in the, uh, in the model room and doing office work and stuff. <clears throat> so all things, you know, it, it all worked out really well. But that's where I'm at now. And then, of course, uh, yeah, in my spare time making videos. And uh, now, it's uh, not a job, it's a hobby, dude. It's really <laughs> not a job. You're right. But it is the hours that go into a single video are comparable to a full time job. Oh, it's I know, crazy. bro. The amount of time I put into the website and making videos and shit, like even oh, just yeah. in that time, like, like we were talking about live tweeting before, like live tweeting, uh, is, is a fun hobby, but like, like. I put many hours into it. Like my wife's like, hey, come over here and hang out with us. I'm like, oh, I'm hanging out with mutant fam right now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm back. My computer yeah. was like about to die, so I had to go get my plug. <laughs> so oh, you, were, you were telling a story earlier. I wanted to, I wasn't even going to talk about this one job I had, but you were telling a story about how two of your coworkers were sending money back to their family back in wherever they were from. I forget. Oh, uh, yeah, Indonesia. Yep. Indonesia. I had a coworker named Aldolfo from El Salvador at a at a chicken place I work at. It was just like a rotisserie chicken place, and and he didn't speak a lick of English. Like like some like Jose spoke English and you know Alex spoke English, but Aldolfo not a lick of it. And so he walks up to my manager one night and he's just talking to him and talking to him and like trying to like trying to like communicate somehow. And and Nick the manager just is like. Okay, all right. I like just like okay, I get you. I get you. I don't know why the heck he didn't get one of the other guys to translate. I don't know. Maybe they weren't around. But uh, <laughs> the next morning, Aldolfo is not there, and this guy Paco shows up, and Paco speaks English. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, Aldolfo didn't tell you. He had to go back home because his wife was cheating on him and using all his money with this other man. So he's going back home to take care of it. He sent me to work in his place." We're like, <laughs> we're like, what? We're like, that's super responsible of him. <laughs> like, literally, he, he he was telling Nick, I quit. I got to go home. I'm sending Paco. And Nick just didn't understand it. But like, like <laughs> man, <laughs> that's like taking care of business. Like, you know, you want to make sure your position is, is uh, did, did John just drop out? I think maybe he yeah. did just disappear. <laughs> uh -huh. Maybe he'll pop back in. But so, yeah, make sure your position is handled and go take care of your family business. <laughs> yeah, that, Whoops. There, there he is. <laughs> Welcome back. Yeah, sorry. I saw Matt's picture pop up and I was like, oh, maybe I just need to log in. And then it completely, completely cut me out. Yeah, right. <laughs> now, if you look at your if you look at your little screen at the bottom where it just has your name and it has like the little picture, you can click edit avatar and then you can. So I was like, oh, oh I'm here. I'll just, I'll just do it right quick. <laughs> yeah, we could definitely do this like live on YouTube at some point too. Like right now it's private, but in the future they could just see our little icons, you know? <laughs> yeah, we just to like, you know, like maybe put out a couple first, see right. if there's an audience for it. And then be like, you know, if a lot of people are digging it, be like, hey man, we're going to do one of these live. Like, like I don't this even, day like, at this time. We, we don't have to worry about masks or being self-conscious. Like I'm just stepping up and walking into the kitchen like randomly. You know what I mean? Like it's cool to do it without video. Yeah, I think that'd be pretty cool. I think that this would be a really cool way 
to do almost like a live tweeting thing, except it would be us talking mm -hmm. while we're watching a movie or something. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's exactly what we've been talking about. Like as far as the commentary goes, like, so I was, I was playing with, let me just talk about five jobs real quick. Cause you guys got to. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Fucking. So I'll go quick. Like uh, my first job was a deli clerk at a supermarket. I did that for many years. That was a cool fucking little tiny. Uh, and now my wife's calling. Fuck <laughs> 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 it. I have to answer. She'll get angry if I don't. You guys go on. <laughs> so let's let's pretend. Like, what would John have done at a deli market? <laughs> oh man, it wouldn't have been anything good. I I hated working in the food industry. It was not not fun. Yeah, I hated it too. I'm like, this fucking sucks. Like, yeah, I was like, I'm I'm done with this. <clears throat> yeah, dude. So the the restaurant that I worked at, we had a bunch of people there uh, that were high schoolers, and when I quit, and the way that I I got lucky because they they were moving to a different location, right? And it it was literally right across the street, but they were moving to a different location, but they were having everybody re uh, reapply. And so I was like, sweet. And I just didn't reapply. I was right? like, like, I, I but, don't want this job. But why? Like, why did I not want it? No, no, no. Like we're, Oh, we're moving buildings, but we're going to all have you reapply. Like, yeah, I that, don't, I don't understand how that worked either. <clears throat> I wonder, you gotta, you gotta wonder if it was some sort of, uh, maybe some sort of write-off of something. <laughs> Some shadiness. Yeah, I've, might have been I've, I've noticed that you've worked for a lot of shady people. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the most shady being uh probably the the uh the pawn shop. <laughs> I can't That's imagine any pawn shops not being shady. It seems just like a natural hand in hand. <laughs> Dude, it was yeah, I that place sucked. You've got people coming in pawning their kids stuff you know like a ds or whatever because they are, need their meth yeah. it sucks i was gonna ask you like i wasn't gonna go that dark with it but i was gonna be like so like what's the weirdest thing somebody ever fucking bought in and tried to bought off that doesn't even sound weird that sounds like every day you know yeah like, that was no no i know that but i'm just saying like in general like what's the weirdest thing like somebody's ever bought in and you were like what is this like what do you expect to get for this <laughs> that, actually that's a really good question i am gonna have to think about that for a second i could i could tell you let's see there was uh okay so this isn't really a, a weird thing that people pawned off i can tell you one of those um but there was uh they they switched me around to a bunch of different pawn shops. So this pawn shop was like a chain. The dude who started it just put pawn shops everywhere. And in Montana, because uh, gambling is legal and all that fun stuff, they have pawn shops next to like every single casino. So we had um, actually, dang it, there's a few stories. I'm really sorry, guys. I got one. <laughs> um, so let's see. There there was a dude who uh, brought in Blu-ray porn. And this was the like this was early on in the Blu-rays being popular, and we couldn't take porn because we couldn't sell it. And uh, so we told him we we're like, no, dude, but this other pawn shop down the street they they take porn. And so he he goes, and then he comes back a little while later, and he goes, uh, yeah, they're closed. It's Sunday, so can you take this? And we're like, no, dude, we can't. And we just had to send him out. Um, we had a couple come in and they were uh, they were grabbing a whole bunch of DVDs and shoving it in their backpack. And the girl was holding the backpack and she went to go shove a bunch of DVDs in and they fell all over the place, which alerted us because we were some real lazy bastards. So we weren't even paying attention. And so uh, she went taken off out the doors and uh, one of our guys ran and caught her just in the middle of the street and brought her back in. And so he sat her down, took her backpack and everything, dumped out all the DVDs uh, and got on the phone with the police. Well, she takes off out the door again. And so I chase her down. I chase her for about a block and I grab her hoodie and I bring her back. <clears throat> and so I've got, <laughs> thanks. I got my adrenaline rolling. I'm like, oh man, holy crap. Oh no. He all right. Yeah. He's just angry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hear you on that. Um, 
so anyway, so she's sitting there and she's she's like, well, can I can I just go like can I get a can you go get a cigarette for my boyfriend because her boyfriend had left. We didn't stop him. He wasn't the one with the backpack. Um, and so I was like, yeah, sure. And I chased after him and he had walked about a block down the street. And I was like, yeah, she just wants a cigarette from you. So I I grab a pack of cigarettes from him run back to the pawn shop and I give them to her. And she's like, well, can I smoke? And I'm like, no, you can't smoke in here. And she's like, <laughs> she's like, well, can I, can I just step outside and smoke? And I was like, no, you already ran once. You can't leave the building. <laughs> and so, and then the cops came, they picked her up. The, uh, the owners of the pawn shop come in and they give us all like a $50 bonus for catching our first, uh, Dude, shoplifter. That's crazy. <laughs> it was awesome. It was, it, it was really shady, but it was a cool place to work. Um, we were always messing around. We would hit each other with tasers. Uh, we would, <laughs> oh, I'm trying to think. We, uh, there was one pawn shop that the street in front of it was getting a bunch of construction done on it. And uh, so we literally in a, an eight to 10 hour day, cause we were on salary. So we worked like 10 hours, uh, five days a week. Uh, we would not have any customers come in, but we had a wheelchair. And so we would do wheelies in the in this wheelchair. And once we learned how to do wheelies in the wheelchair, we would navigate through the pawn shop through a course, keeping in a wheelie the entire time. And if you if you fell down on the front wheels, you had to restart. And then the people behind the counter would take paintballs and just chuck them at you. And you had to try to keep your balance while keeping a wheelie in this wheelchair and getting hit with paintballs. And so at the end of the day, you've got TVs and VCRs and all these different electronics that are just covered in paintball paint that you had to clean off. It was a blast, though. That, that was a lot of fun. Um, I'm trying to think. There, there wasn't really anything ever too shady uh, without giving any names or anything. So I'll, I'll have to defer on that one until I can think of a really good story. Well, that's a good one already. <laughs> yeah, this is just cemented that I have to have you on the podcast. <laughs> like, <we> gotta... <laughs> right? <laughs> cool. So my jobs were not as interesting as that. I feel like I shouldn't. Even <laughs> <about them now. laughs> uh, now you gotta. No, I, was a, I mean, I've worked so many different places, but like, uh, I mean, I've worked at a movie theater for a day. I worked at like a fence installing place for a day. I've worked at so many places that I've had to quit in a day because they they were like shitty like it sounds like you dealt with a lot of shitty places for more than a day but i was like fuck you immediately if they <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's me like i'm like no dude I, there was one daily i worked at where like and i was young i was like 15 so i was naive i was dumb like i i did something wrong with the cleaning i don't even remember the exact details but like i didn't like dump water where i was supposed to dump it something stupid and the the manager comes out and starts screaming at me like top of his and i just fucking looked at him took my apron off said fuck you i quit and walked right <laughs> out i didn't even like i didn't let him go for a second there was a customer right there and they looked at me they were like whoa <laughs> and, and then i went to i didn't have a phone it was before so i had to go to the supermarket right next door to call my mom to come pick me up and they're like like they asked me what happened and I, they're like yeah he's a fucking piece of shit we're like they're like we don't like him at all the manager over there we've been trying to get him a big they like were telling me stories on stories about him having problems with customers and employees and shit. So I didn't, I felt very validated with the way I quit. I was like, <laughs> I'm not dealing with this shit. Um, my first job, I'm going to tell my first, like there's so many that I quit my first job in Austin. When I moved to Austin, me and my wife jumped in to the, our car. We, we were in Virginia at the time living there. We just drove and lived in a hotel for two weeks. I had no job. We had no apartment. We were just going to figure it out. And so, I got a job at a restaurant where I showed up where they're like, all right, this guy's going to train you. And he's like, today's my last fucking day. I, and he, <laughs> he didn't give a shit. He was so fucking not there. He was like, he was like, go. And, and so I'm standing there for an hour and a half. And then they're like, oh, by the way, you can't park on the street. You got to move your car. It's going to get towed. And they're telling me all this shit. No one's training me. No one's telling me what to do. I'm just like a, a year in headlights. And even having no home and no fucking job and no income, I said, fuck this. I quit. And, <laughs> and I, I went back to the hotel room and I said to Laura, my wife, I was like, I had to quit. <laughs> and she, like she was a little worried, obviously, because, you know, whatever. But I got, I mean, I got a job within a week. That place is crazy. Austin, like, is like every single business out there is hiring and she knew that i had like 14 interviews in a week so she wasn't that worried 
but like there's been so many the the movie theater the reason i quit them in a day was because they had me up on a ladder changing the 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 um the marquee marquee or whatever it is in the pouring rain i was like fucking I'm feeling like I was going to slip and fall 20 feet to the ground to put the Incredibles up. And I was like, nope, I'm doing this, gone. <laughs> um, <laughs> so those are like those are the handful. The fencing job, I just, I don't know. I didn't like it. I'm not into manual labor so much. But the ones I've kept, I was a deli clerk for three years at a, at a supermarket. And like that was kind of like my job through high school. That's where I made like a lot of good friends that I still have to this day. And, uh, and like I would treat it towards like the towards like my later years there, it was the deli. So like, we were like, kind of like our own, like, like, I don't know if you guys ever worked in a supermarket, either of you. No, can't say I have. Yeah, no. Like, so, so I guess like, depending on how large the supermarket is, if you have different areas, like, like deli is kind of the elite area of a supermarket. Sometimes like you're not produce, you're not fucking dairy. You're not fucking Fucking dairy. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like some sort of gang fight's going to happen here. Right. Like Like, like maybe if you have like a really nice supermarket bakery, will be the elite area. But like ours wasn't like that. The bakery was like kind of like side. So like, like towards the end there, when I felt like really high and mighty, like me and my my coworkers in the deli would bring like twelve packs in the back. Like we would just literally walk out into the fucking supermarket, take a twelve pack, not even pay, like just walk in and just sit there and drink it slowly through the night, play beer pong in the back. Like we own that place. No one, like we, there was nothing anyone could do to us. Frank's like, I control the lunch meat, bitch. <laughs> People would like bribe me to put more meat on their sandwich and shit. <laughs> it was funny. It was a good job. I liked it a lot. Um, and then like, uh, like I had a whole bunch of jobs in between. But another job that I had for a while was installing cable uh out in the hamptons in montauk so like i was installing cable in million dollar mansions at mansions like where the fucking richest of the rich live and uh it was just cool to go to those houses like just being out in that area and like the guy who i installed cable with yet he, he's subcontracted and he also his business would also like install audio and video equipment stereo systems and stuff like that and so like we'd go to houses and install like $50,000 audio systems and like be running wires like throughout the whole house through the basement up into the walls and shit. And that was fun. I liked that a lot. Um, and then again, the house, like these people, these houses, it's just freaking, it was surreal. Freaking another similar job I had to that was doing uh, for a company called computer teach. I used to, I used to teach people how to use computers in, in a, right next to Manhattan in a town called River. And so my boss would send me out on the train just to go into Manhattan and I would take like elevators up into like full penthouses and I'd be teaching these people how to like use eBay or use Photoshop for like $80 an hour. It was like, holy cow. Dude, I was only getting paid 25, but my boss was charging them 80. And freaking Still though, $25 an hour is not bad, son. Dude, when I was like 24 years old and like, yeah, I mean, I make more than that now, but freaking back then like i was living it up <laughs> i did that for like a year but like you know i got caught up in just like being young still and reckless and like i didn't hold up my part of the bargain as much mm. um so so two of my favorite jobs were were so for a few seasons i i did seasonal work and like i, I lived in a volkswagen bus and i would drive back and forth between long island and the Poconos in Pennsylvania. I would spend the winter in the Poconos and I'd work at a ski resort as a line cook. And I like my, just cause cooking was the thing I could do. So like, I was like, I want to ski, I want to uh, snowboard every day. So I just did that for two years. I, I worked as a line cook and I snowboarded every day. And then in the summers I would drive back to where my mom lived. My dad was in Pennsylvania. My mom was in Long Island. So I would just drive between the two in the summer. I would drive my bus back and I would work at out on fire island which is like on long island you, you have to take a ferry to get out onto the barrier reef island yeah, fire, island. I know all about fire island what was that I said, yeah i know all about fire island you, I bet you that was a fun time yeah that place is crazy like there are different towns out on fire island like that just like some of them are more secluded and they're just like campgrounds and some of them are like full town <laughs> like with boardwalks and boats everywhere and shit. And I worked at a, a place called the casino, which was just a restaurant and bar. And like, so, so you had the restaurant and then you had the bar and then you had a side 
uh, burger and hot dog grill on the side of the bar. And I was in that little side burger bar or burger shack shake. And so like I, they had a hotel that like a little motel <clears throat> back that everyone would stay at. And I just like kind of lived on the beach all summer. And that was fucking crazy. Wow. All right, guys. Well, I got another kid up, so I'm gonna have to leave yeah. you guys to wrap this up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was, yeah, dude. It's awesome. Let's try and do this like weekly. It was good talking to you. Let's just wrap it up now. This yeah. here, yeah. Real, 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 real quick, real quick, real quick. Matt, uh, what do you have coming up that people should be looking out for? Real quick. Uh, I got two podcasts dropping on Monday uh, tomorrow morning. I, I got the thing with my wife, and then I did a uh, interview with the Night Terror Collective. They're like ghost hunters in Oklahoma. Arkansas slash Oklahoma. So that's coming up this week. And then Silence of the Lambs next week, son. All right. <laughs> and how about you, John? What do you got coming up? Uh, uh, that's a really great question. Uh, real quick, we can find Matt at Garage of Horror on iTunes. You on Spotify, all that fun stuff. I am everywhere. Awesome. He is <laughs> taking over the planet, guys, and he should. Absolutely. Um, yeah, let's see. Uh, right now, I've not got a whole lot going on. I'm a little bit on hiatus. Uh, since ghost fake has been banished, there's not a whole lot I can work on without his character. So as he's kind of making his way through crystal Lake from what I understand, but he ended up in sleepaway camp too. Um, once he gets back, we're going to continue on with our wrong turn series. I'm hoping to get a lot more of those knocked out. Um, and currently working on the editing process now, but I do need him to, to do his audio portion. Um, let's see. There's when that. Are, when are we getting the next campground video? I, I think he's supposed to be sending them in each week whenever we do some sort of marathon, and they'll be incorporated with that. Am, am I correct on that, Frank? You're the one that banished him. I mean, yeah, I believe. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I didn't think they were going to be weekly. I just figured they'd be uh, sporadic throughout the next few few weeks or months, but as, as often or as uh, you know regular as, as needed. There we go. All right, cool. Yeah, so that that's the next installment should be coming up soon. Uh, I just need the uh, scenes. <coughs> yeah, absolutely. <coughs> for it. So, so uh, with that, we could find Ghost Fake, uh, which is who has been banished at this point. But if you want to see his previous videos, you can see them at Survivor's Guilt on YouTube. Matt, yep, yep absolutely. Barrage of Horror on Spotify and Apple Music. Um, we always mutefam. And on garageofhorror.com. Garageofhorror.com. <laughs> mutefam.com. Always is available for you on the internet at mutantfam.com. Uh, and you can find links to everyone there. Everyone that's involved in the fam uh, is linked on the site. And all of our events are always there. So this is Quarantine Radio. It's been a ton of fun. You can find us probably weekly. We're just going to bullshit like this about whatever the, the hot topic is that was happening on Twitter that week. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> all right, guys. <laughs> all right, guys. It was good chatting with you. Yeah. See you, see you later. later.